truth and nothing but the truth? I do, so I'll be gone. Thank you. I'm going to preach the chair forward. Speak as deeply as my please. Okay. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Can you please state your full name for the record? Curtis Wayne Wright, Jr. Jr.? Yes. And can you please spell your last name? W-R-I-G-H-T. And you're a little soft-spoken, so can you lean forward as best you can? I don't know if that's a movable mic up there. Maybe move it a little closer. Teresa Severs. Uh, I did, and Jimmy Rogers. All right. Let's go back to the end, or go back to the beginning. Mr. Wright, where were you born? St. Louis, Missouri. How old are you, sir? Fifty-one. Fifty-one. What's your education, your educational level? College. Did you finish college? No, I didn't. How far did you get? I didn't do, I wasn't in a uh, degree program, so I was taking independent classes, so I, I'm not really sure how to answer that. So you never actually uh, got far enough along to earn a college degree, sir? No, the, uh, the vocation that I ended up deciding to go into at the time didn't have a degree. Do you have any family? I do. Um, let's start first with are you married? I am. Um, how long have you been married? Six years. When did you get married? I'm sorry, five. <laughs> five years? When did you get married? May 2nd, uh, 2015. So just over, it's, it's 2019 now, so just over four years? Yes, sorry. Was that your first marriage? No. How many times have you been married? Uh, three. Three times? Yes. Do you have any children? I do. How many? <laughs> three. A little nervous? I am a little hoarse, sorry. Let's talk a little bit about your past, Mr. Wright. Have you ever been convicted of a felony? I have. How many times? Um, I, I'm not sure exactly. I, I have three uh, drug possession charges, and then there was another one that had to do with it. It was part of the same thing. Three or four times? Um, yeah, I, I'm not positive of the number, but yeah. Definitely more than one? Yes. And five or less? Yes. You said just now that you and Jimmy Rogers killed Teresa Severs. Is that what you're in custody for right now? Yes, it is. 
Mr. Wright, did you enter a uh, substantial assistance plea agreement with the state of Florida regarding your testimony? Yes, I did. And did you re are, are you expecting to re receive some benefit from the state of Florida in exchange for your testimony? Um, I, I uh, agreed to a 25-year sentence. Have you been sentenced yet? No. Is your sentence contingent upon anything? Me telling the truth. What happens to that sentence if you don't tell the truth? Uh, it, it goes away. Um, I know the maximum for what the charge is that I'm is a life, so I would assume that I would put away for the rest of my life. Now, um, Mr. Mr. Wright, let's go back to July of um, 2015. Did you receive some visits from members of law enforcement? Actually, we'll say between July and uh, September, October 2015. Did you receive some visits from law enforcement uh, to get some information from you about Dr. Seaver's death? Uh, yes. In Missouri? Yes. I'm sorry. I, I'm very bad with time no frames. And, and um, did you provide prior recorded statements to law enforcement? Yes. And you provided those prior statements to law enforcement regarding this case, the case involving the death of Dr. Seavers? Yes, I did. Did you tell them the truth? No. Why didn't you? I was trying to... I was trying to protect myself and my co-defendants. Uh, tried to derail them on their investigation. When you said you were trying to protect yourself and your co-defendants, who were your co-defendants? Uh, Jimmy Rogers and Mark Seavers. So you lied to law enforcement to evade arrest? Attempted to, yes. Well, you didn't attempt to lie. You did lie, right? Attempted to not get arrested. And that part didn't work. Right. After you got arrested, you hired counsel? Yes. And at some point, did you make a, a decision to make a proffer to the state about what you might testify to in this case? I, I did. Um, I actually want to, on the last question that you asked me, I actually hired counsel in Missouri prior to being arrested. And then when you, when you got to Florida, you obtained counsel in Florida? Yes. Okay, and we'll talk about, we're, I'm specifically referring, thanks for correcting me, I'm specifically referring to your Florida counsel. And um, made a decision um, to 
uh, engaged the state or brought proffer. Yes. And was that the first time you and I met? Yes, I believe it was. And at some point uh, during that proffer, we had a discussion about your involvement in this. Apologize, uh, Judge. Apparently, there was a distraction in the courtroom. I'll ask everybody to turn off any electronic devices that you have in the courtroom, or you'll have to remove yourself. You may continue. So, um, I think I, I was asking whether that proffer was the first time you and I had ever met. Yes, I believe it was. And the purpose, what was the purpose of that proffer? To uh, try to work out, uh, see if there was an arrangement that we could make that I could offer information to you that would help. So you wanted to offer information and, and in exchange for us possibly making offering to make a deal with you? Yes, possibility. Did you tell the truth in the proffer? Not all of it. You started out telling untruths. Well, I started out telling the truth in the middle, varied a little, got off, and then at the end I corrected those. Uh, did you correct that on your own, or did somebody help you make that correction? Um, we took a break. I spoke to my counsel, and I prayed. Now, at the time you were giving that proffer, you had been arrested. Yes. Um, you were actually in jail awaiting your trial on the charges, right? Yes. And uh, during that uh, meeting that you had with your counsel, did you uh, get educated on what the purpose of the proffer was? Yes. <clears throat> After that meeting with the uh, with your counsel, did you tell the truth in the proffer? Yes, uh, I did. And then um, you don't know. You probably don't know that there were discussions, but at some point, did the state then make you the twenty-five year offer? Yes, sometime after that. And um, after, did you eventually accept the offer? I did. And then provide a sworn statement to the state? Yes. Did you tell the truth then? Yes. Mr. Wright, do you know Mark Sievers? I do. How do you know him? We've been friends since high school. And so in high school, you were somewhere between the ages of 14 and 18? Yes, I, I can't remember if it was ninth or 10th grade that we met, but um, we've maintained a friendship throughout the years.
How did you meet? Uh, our girlfriends were friends. I believe that's how we originally got. And these were high school girlfriends? Yes. How would you describe your relationship with Mr. Stevers? Uh, well, it's it's been a long period of time. Do you you mean currently or? I wouldn't say. It's, I'm guessing you wouldn't. Not currently. But well, I would say before you got arrested. Yes, that's what I meant. How would you describe your relationship with Mr. Severs? Uh, we were we were good friends. Uh, we've been through a lot together over the years. Did you have the kind of friendship with Miss? with Mr. Severs where you would uh, confide in him? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, Mark's personality, he's, he's a pretty guarded person. Um, so there were periods when there was very little really personal stuff talked about, but there was. And uh, I, I knew that I could talk to him and he could talk to me. And will the two of you keep secrets for one another? Did you? I'm sorry. Did you say for or from? It would be. Well, I guess it could be. It could be either way. But the question was, would the two of you keep secrets for one another? So, would you keep a secret for Mr. Severs, and would he keep one for you? Yes. So you had you had the kind of relationship with Mr. Severs, where you could tell him something in confidence and not expect to hear it from somebody else. Yes. And Mr. Severs could tell you something in confidence and you wouldn't tell somebody else. Yes. Did you know Mr. Severs' family? Yes. His wife? Yes. Dr. Severs? Yes. Had you met her before? Uh, I met her when at their wedding. Um, Mark is from St. Louis also. Um, so when he moved down to Florida, and I met her at the wedding. And then I didn't see her again for 10 years at least. So I didn't have a relationship with her, a friendship with her. But, I, yeah, we had met. I knew who she was. Um. So, uh, Mr. Severs invited you to the wedding between him and Dr. Severs? Yes. Did you ever have an opportunity to meet the rest of the Severs family? Yes. The two daughters? Did you meet them? Josie and Carmi, yes. Did you ever have an opportunity to spend time with the Severs family? Yes. Um, the majority of the time that I spent with the family was with Mark and the girls. Um, the majority of, well, all but one time that I can think of uh, that I was with them, uh, Teresa wasn't. Now, at some point, um, I guess the, the, the I guess the next question would be: You said that you were very close friends. Did your friendship with, with Mr. Severs stay 
uh, consistent um, from the time you met Well, our friendship stayed consistent. Uh, the level of interaction. The fact that you got married and started a family and he got married and started his family have an effect on your friendship? Um, I don't think that's what the effect, affected it. I think it was the him in Florida and me in St. Louis was what really affected it. Uh, we got married almost the same time and we had our our kids at the same time within a few months of each other. So even though you still considered Mr. Seavers a close friend, you weren't in contact as much as you used to be. Right. We talked on the phone occasionally. Um, he would come into town and he always had the girls with him when he came into town and we'd always get together. Uh, whenever I'd come to Florida, I would, you know, I, I would try to spend time with him too. Um, at some point, did you also develop a um, business relationship with Mark Severs? Yes. And what was the, um, with reference to the Severs medical practice, what was the nature of the business relationship with Mark Severs? Uh, their, their medical practice, uh, you know, their, their software that they use to, for the patient management system, uh, they have support for that uh, and the company that was providing their technical support they weren't happy with um, i was mark asked me if i could help him uh, because that was something that i have done a lot of in my past uh, so I, I i i told him that i would help him and i did uh, eventually they got rid of the other company completely and i officially took it over and so you used to, you had some experience doing tech support, uh, computer services in the past? Yes. And when did this business relationship with Mark Seavers and the Seavers medical practice start, if you can recall? I'm not sure exactly. I think it was, it's not from now, but prior to 2015, I think it was about three years that for, and uh, did you perform services, the computer support services for the Severs medical practice for free? I did it first. Um, Mark insisted on if I was going to do it that he, he wanted it to be compensated, so. And so at some point you started uh, being paid to do the work for the Severs practice? Yes. Um, did you received payments from Mark Severs, or did you receive payments from the medical practice? I think all of the payments came through the business, but they may not have. Our agreement wasn't in writing; it wasn't a contract. It was it was verbal. Well, a verbal agreement can be a contract too, right? Yes, formal is what I meant. In fact, was there an agreement between you and Mr. Severs on how much you were going to get paid to perform the computer work for the medical practice? Yeah, the agreement was about $100 a month. So about $1,200 a year? Yes.
Do you know Jimmy Rogers? I do. How do you know him? We're also friends. Are you and Jimmy Rogers the same, have the same kind of friendship as you and Mark Seavers? No. Was your friendship with Jimmy Rogers closer or less close than the friendship you had with Mark Seavers? I, I was, personally, I was closer to Mark. Uh, Jimmy and I had a more, uh, more steady, uh, I guess, level of friendship. We, we talked and saw each other more. And how far did, um, how, how, well, how far, let me ask a better question. Uh, did uh, Mr. Rogers live in Missouri with you as well? He did. And so was it because he was, he was, did he live in the same county as you? I think it was a different county, but it was, it was just below me. Yeah, we were close together. You were nearby? Yeah. Would that make it easier for the two of you to have a, a friendship? Uh, it made it more convenient for us to get together. How did you meet Jimmy Rogers? Well, actually, no. Let me strike that question. Were you and Jimmy Rogers friends? Yes, I believe so. Would you confide in Mr. Rogers? Not in the same kinds of things that I would with Mark. And that's because, as you told us earlier, you were closer with Mark Severs than you were with Jimmy Rogers. Yeah, I think that kind of relationship takes time to, to build. Now, you said earlier that you were, uh, what, 51? Yes. Um, is Mr. Rogers also 51? No. A little younger than you? Uh, a little bit. Back in um, around the time of May of 2015, did Mr. Rogers have a girlfriend? Yes. Had you met her? You said May, right? In May, around, yeah, around May of 20, yes. 2015. Had you met his girlfriend? Yes. Did you know who she was? Yes. What was her name? Taylor Schumacher. I think you told me a minute ago that been married three times yes is it your current marriage your third marriage or is it your fourth marriage no it's my third okay. and when did that marriage start uh may 2nd of 2015 yes i'm sorry and um did you actually have a wedding yes and uh what kind of what kind of wedding was it? Was was it one of those big formal weddings with uh, big gowns and tuxedos, or was it a less formal wedding? It was less formal. Uh, we actually had an outdoor wedding at a park. And uh, did you uh, invite your longtime friend Mark Severs 
to come to your wedding? Yes. Now, was he just supposed to come to the wedding, or did he have any specific duties at the wedding? Actually, we, I invited the family, so, but Mark's the one that came up. Uh, and yes, he was, I had, I had two best men. He was one of them. So, Mr. Mark Severs was the best man at your wedding? Yes. And, and thanks for correcting me. You, you, you invited the Severs family to come to the wedding? Yes. I'd sent an invitation. Um, do you know, um, so did, did Mark Severs actually come to um, Missouri for the wedding? Yes, he did. And back then, what part of uh, Missouri did you live in? Uh, Hillsboro. And Hillsboro is a city? Yeah, if you want to call it a city, yeah. It's actually the county seat, but it's very small. And what county is it in? Jefferson County. And as is, as, as is customary uh, with a wedding, uh, were there any associated wedding festivities uh, that weekend for your wedding? Yes. And what kind of festivities were there? We all got together the day before the wedding at my house, and we had a cookout. And then that evening, we had a combined bachelor-bachelorette party, but we all went out together um, to a karaoke bar. And when you say we, who is, who, uh, when you say we, who is we? Uh, well, let me just, ask you, just let me ask a, a me group of friends. And ask you a smarter question, because that wasn't a very smart question. When you say we, uh, up to this point, we've talked about yourself, we've talked about Mark Severs, we've talked about Jimmy Rogers, and we've talked about Taylor Showmaker. Yes. Um... Were any of them present at the wedding festivities? All of them. Uh, you mentioned that there was a cookout at your house. Yes. Were uh, Mr. Rogers, Ms. Taylor, Mr. Severich present there? Yes. To your knowledge, had, had Mr. Severs and Mr. Rogers ever met before? No, they had not actually met prior to that. Did you, uh, did you ever see them associate or exchange pleasantries during the wedding festivities? Uh, there was a lot going on. I, I think everybody talked to everybody, so specifically I can't remember an actual conversation. But Well, how big was this cookout? Uh, ten people. So it wasn't like hundreds of people? No. Okay. And then you said that... Um, there was a, um, yes. And, uh, you said something about going out. W what do you mean? What did you mean when you say you went out and had the combined bachelor, bachelorette party? It was, I could be missing a person or two, but I believe it was the same group that was at the house. We all went out. Uh, the, was it to, like, an uh, yeah, establishment of some kind? Yes, it was a karaoke bar. Um, my wife sings. And, um, and 
Um, so I'm guessing if the, if you were at a karaoke bar, uh, the genre uh, sounds like it describes what y'all were doing there, singing and drinking. Yes. And was Mr. Rogers there? Yes. Was Mr. Severs there? He was. Was Miss um, Showmaker there? Yes. Uh, if I can add something to that. Well, let me let me just ask you the let me just ask you another question. Okay. Okay. So how soon after the, um, the wedding festivities, the bachelor bachelorette party, how soon after that was the actual wedding? It was the next morning. Uh, that same group of people, we all stayed at my house that night so that we could all be together in the morning. Uh, the wedding was started at noon, so, and because it was in the park, there was a lot of things that had to be set up. Um, I got chairs and tables from our church, and uh, we had bought the meat through a friend of mine's uh, little grocery store, and uh, so that had to be picked up. There was, you know, things that needed to be done. We had planned on meeting back over at the bar. I mean, I'm sorry, at the uh, park about 9 o'clock that morning. Okay, and so let me back up to the spending the night at your apart at your at your place. Yes. Um, Mr. Rogers spent the night. Yes. At your at your place. Miss Miss Showmaker spent the night as well. Yes. And Mr. Seaver spent the night. Yes. Did Mr. Seaver stay at your place during his entire visit in Hillsboro or Jefferson County, Missouri during that time? No. He stayed somewhere else. Yes. Where did he stay? Um, he, I'm not sure exactly what day he flew in, but I know that the the entire day before we got together, um, he spent his, uh, he's, he, he owns a condominium up there, and that he's had rented out. Um, still has a lot of things stored in the garage uh, from life. <laughs> so uh, So if, you're, if your wedding was, was uh, you said May 2nd. Yes. And then, so that means that the festivities would have been on May 1st. Yes, Friday night. And so if it was the day before the festivities, it would have been, what, there's 30 days in April. Is it 30 or 31 days in April? I think it's 30 days in April. It would have been April 30th. Whatever the last day in April is. Okay. 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 Um, I should have looked at a calendar before I asked that question. <laughs> Um, during the, um, when you, when everybody spent the night at your place, the night before the wedding, did, uh, Ms. Showmaker, Mr. Rogers, and Mr. Severs appear to associate at all? Have any discussion? Um, yeah, I mean, everybody was talking, so... Uh, you didn't observe a friendship develop between Mr. Severs and Mr. Rogers during that weekend, though, did you? No. At some point um, during the weekend uh, festivities, did Mr. Severs approach you about something? Yes. And how did he approach you? Uh, well, right before he came into town, he sent me a text message 
uh, telling me that he had something personal that he wanted to talk to me about. Um, he didn't tell me what it was, but he said that he'd hoped that we could have some time to talk while he was in town. Uh, so. And let me let me stop there, and let me let me back up for a minute. At the beginning of our discussion, you told me that you and bless you, and Jimmy Ray Rogers killed Dr. Seavers. Yes. But you also mentioned that Mr. Seavers, Mr. Seavers was a co-defendant. Yes. Did Dr. Seavers? Yes, sir. All right, so did, um, did Mr. Seavers, I think where we were was I was asking if Mr. Seavers asked to speak with you at the wedding. Yeah, the night before the wedding, yes. And how did he, how did he ask to speak with you? Um, well, he sent me a text message before he came in town to let me know that he wanted to talk to me. Uh, once he got to the house, uh, the day before the wedding, when when we all had our get-together at the house. But, and let me, before we get to the day before the wedding, let me back up to the text message, okay? Okay. In the text message that he sent you, did he tell you why he wanted to speak to you? He just said it was something personal, but I, I can't remember the way it was worded. Now, um, did he ever actually get an opportunity to speak with you? Yes. And you started to tell us about the, the next day at, at the house. Yes. He, did he speak to you then? Yeah, at some point after he got to the house, uh, he asked me if, if we could go somewhere and talk privately. Uh, we went to we went back to my bedroom and closed the door so that we could we could have some privacy. So even though you had people visiting um, and Celebrating you and Mrs. Wright getting married, the two of you went off on your own to talk about whatever it was Mr. Sears wanted to talk to you about. Yes. Did that discussion between you and Mr. Sears was that the beginning of a of an agreement between you and Mr. Sears to result in the death of Dr. Sears? I'm not sure how to answer that, but it, yes or it no? was the beginning of the conversations that led to to the agreement. So that discussion, it's safe to say, began a series of discussions between you and Mr. Seavers that resulted in the death of Dr. Seavers. Yes. At some point, was there an agreement between you and Mr. Seavers? Was there an agreement between you and Mr. Seavers to cause the death of Dr. Teresa Seavers? Did you say at that point? At some point. Yes. Was there ever an agreement between you and Jimmy Rogers to call the, cause the death of Dr. Seavers? Yes. And did you make that agreement with Jimmy Rogers as a result of your discussions with Mark Seavers? Yes. So going back to... Um, getting back to your wedding or your wedding weekend, you so you got you've got folks over at your house 
you're having a party and you said you and Mr. Seavers were, were somewhere else in the house. Yes, in the Where bedroom. In the bedroom. My bedroom specifically. Or are. Two of you? Yes. And did Mr. Seavers tell you what he wanted to talk to you about? Yes. What did he tell you? What did he tell you he wanted to know? Well, he just he wanted he wanted to uh, tell me that that uh, that he and Teresa were having problems that uh, Teresa was having an affair and that uh, uh, talked about some financial problems they were having as well. Um, talked, you know, told me that he thought that they may have to file bankruptcy, and I, I just, I get my impression is that he didn't really have anybody else he could talk to. So, uh, what was his demeanor like as he was telling you about these problems he was having at home? How did he appear? Overruled. How did he appear as he was telling you about his problems at home? Uh, sincere. I mean, he was not his normal upbeat self. So, um, when your friend of uh, so many years was telling you that he was having these problems at home, did you believe what he was telling you? Yes. What else did he tell you during that meeting between the two of you in the bedroom at, at your home? Um, besides the problems that they were having, uh, he told me that he, Mark likes to use the hypothetical situations when he wants to say something without... So he brought up a hypothetical. Let me, let me stop and, and ask the question. Ask the question again, so we can. So let me back up. I think the question I, what I was asking was, what was what was it, Mr. Severus, after he told you he was having problems at home? What else did he ask you for? What else did he tell you? He told me that he used the hypothetical situation as a as a as a way to bring it up. But he said that if if a hypo, I'm sorry. If a hypothetical situation existed where uh, someone's children were going to be taken away and that they were in danger, um, that if I knew somebody that, that could help him. So just to be clear, he asked you hypothetically if there was somebody whose uh, children were going to be who were going to be taken away did you, Mr. Mr. Wright, know somebody who could help him? Yes. Help him how? He didn't say specifically, but my take on it was, you know, maybe go rough this guy up or something. Run him off. And did he actually ask you to rough up anybody? He just said take care of it or help him. So... It, our conversation got interrupted right about that point, so it wasn't a full conversation. So, at that conversation, he gave you this hypothetical situation, but he didn't yet ask you to do something. Right, not directly. 
And how did your, uh, you said your conversation got interrupted. How did it get, how did it get interrupted? Uh, people are wondering where we went because we disappeared. went back out and joined the party. And so when you say people started wondering where you went, it was all of your guests that were there at your at your your party that night? Yes. Or that day? Yeah, this all happened during like an afternoon uh, and went into the evening. So was that the last time you talked to Mr. Seavers about whatever his problems might have been at home? Hypothetically? No. no. There was, was there another discussion? Yes. Um, when? The next, the next morning when we all were at the park getting ready, uh, Mark and I ended up being, had some time alone again. Uh, I think we were actually getting dressed or something, but... Uh, Where did you get dressed? There's like a building there. At, at the park. Um, I think the restrooms are in that building, but it's also got some other stuff in it. Uh, it wasn't just a bathroom. But, uh, but we were getting dressed, or uh, getting ready, and uh, he brought it back up again. So, on the day of your wedding, while you're getting ready for your wedding, Mr. Stevers wanted to talk to you again about whatever his problems were. Yes, prior to the ceremony. Right. If I could ask Madam Clerk to assist me, please, with state's exhibit number 74A through E. You can approach. exact situation I was just talking about. That's the two of you getting dressed at your wedding? Yeah, unless it's one of us looking in a mirror. <laughs> two of you look pretty close. Uh, two of you look, uh, I'm not going to say look alike, but uh, you look very similar in that picture. Yes. It almost does look like a mirror, doesn't it? Which one is you and which one is Mr. Seavers? I think I'm the one on the right. So, the one with his tie getting tied is you? Yes. And so the one tying your tie is Mark Sievers? Yes. Is that a striped tie around my neck? Yeah, it looks like a striped tie there. Yeah, that's me so there. I can show you the picture a little no, that's, so that's you it. See. Yeah, that's me. That's you with the tie on? Yes. We were dressed identical except for the tie. That's 
you said there were some folks at your wedding. <coughs> Can you see who these two people are? Can you see them? Uh, yes. Who are these two people? That's Jimmy Rogers and Taylor Schumacher. And this picture is also taken at your wedding? Yeah, it looks like that's taken at the park. So, you're in that uh, little room in the park, getting dressed for your wedding, and Mr. Severus wants to talk to you again. What did he tell you? Uh, that morning, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I made that clear or not, but the, the, the night before when we talked, he, he told me that she was having an affair, but he didn't actually tell me she was leaving him. So... Um, so that next morning when the conversation continued, uh, it went more into depth. He actually told me that she was leaving him for another doctor, I think is what he said there. It was, who he was. Um, did he tell you a name? I, I don't know. I don't remember if he did. Did you know who he was talking about, who this person was that she was supposedly having an affair with? No. I think he said that it was somebody that she met at a conference or something. And was he still speaking hypothetically about something happening? No. What did he? Uh, what else did he tell you while speaking at the park, specifically at the park? Well, he told me that she was, she was, basically that the 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 decision had been made that they. mentioned earlier Josie and Carmi. So Mr. Severs was telling you that Dr. Severs was going to leave him and take and take his daughters. Yes. When he told you this, did you believe him? Yeah, Mark doesn't joke around about things like that. Especially not with his girls. What else did you discuss with him during this particular discussion at the park, if anything? Um, there was a, there was some like options thrown out there, uh, a, a couple things. Some of I get because it was one conversation. Sometimes I get mixed up on the details between part A and part B, but same conversation, and it was all it's all true. But, uh, but uh, I had mentioned that you know about fighting her for custody legally fighting her um, he said he didn't have the finances to do that um, that there's no way that he could he could get keep the girls from their mother um, um, and there somewhere he also mentioned counseling and he said I, th I think he said they had already done counseling or they had already talked about it 
Okay, so um, that sounds like some reasonable advice from a friend. Uh, fight, you know, do counseling or, or have a fight for custody of your children. That sounds reasonable. I thought so. Did uh, Mr. Severs agree to take your advice? Um, well, he said he couldn't fight her financially and that the counseling didn't work out. And, um, what else did he tell you while at the park? Um, he said, he told me that, that not only was she taking them, but they were, they were going to be in danger, um, that he, without him there to protect them. There was multiple times that we discussed danger that that they were in, um, but he never he never told me specifically what it was. But I know Mark, and you know when when Mark says something like that, it's he's serious. So uh, Mr. Severs uh, gave you the impression when you say they were going to be in danger. I'm sorry. Was it the 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 daughters, Josie and Carmi, or was it Josie, Carmi, and Dr. Severs? No, just the just the girls, the the, the children. Did he ask you to do anything during this discussion at the park? It seems like he, he asked me again about if I knew somebody that might be able to, to help him out with it. Again, the discussion got interrupted right about that point, uh, so it didn't it didn't wrap up on a on a, a finished note. Oh, what kind of um, did he tell you? What I mean, was he asking for help getting marriage counseling? Was he asking for help getting legal representation for a custody battle? Uh, what kind of help? Was he asking? Did he ask for the name of a lawyer? What was he asking for? Uh, he was asking for somebody to pay this guy a visit. The guy who Dr. Severs was having the affair was with. Supposedly having an affair with. Yes. And I'm guessing it, was, it wouldn't have been a friendly visit. No. All right. So at some point, the, the discussion in the uh, in the in the room in the the men's room or whatever this room was where you and Mr. Severs were, did that discussion end? Yeah, because it got interrupted again. Uh, I'm guessing at this point now, since the two of you are getting dressed, apparently getting dressed, there were f wedding-associated activities about to begin. Um, yeah, it was getting close. The, uh, we had, the chairs were there and the things were getting set up. Uh, the organization part of trying to make it all happen because we got married in the gazebo so that had to be decorated and things we had a lot of chairs there was a lot of people there um, so they uh, well let me let me stop you and ask you who did the decorating uh, friends uh, you didn't hire a company to come and do the decorating no no kind of try to keep costs down we pulled everybody together and everybody joined in uh, her friends helped with more of the decorating, mine helped more with setting things up. Uh, and when you say her friends, you mean you mean I'm your sorry. wife? I'm sorry, yes, Angie. Angie Wright? Yes. Who did the catering? We did. <laughs> and when you say we, 
You mean you and Mrs. Wright? Yes. Um, I have a friend. Is this what you're asking me? I'm sorry. I'm just, I, okay. the, I, the best how it came was, about. How did y'all get food for the wedding? Okay. Um, I have a friend who owns a, a small like grocery mart with a deli in it. Um, he let me use his his wholesale food account to to buy the to buy the everything that we needed. Um, he didn't buy it for us. I bought it just using his his wholesale account. Um, he also was nice enough to let me store these boxes of meat. Um, we had multiple cases of hot dogs and hamburgers and all, you know whatever else we were going to eat. So he let us keep it in his cooler as well as let us buy it through him. And what kind of cooler did he, did he have that it would, that enabled you to be able to store boxes of meat, hot dogs, burgers, and other stuff in it? It was a big walk-in cooler like a restaurant has. Um, I think one the front side of it is actually where you open the doors to get soda and stuff out of, and then the back is all you know, storage. And um, is this cooler located in some kind of business? Yes, it's inside of his the his little mart, uh, his little store. It's uh, called Neighborhood Grocery. Is is the actual name of the store? So since he's a grocer, he uh, had access to. Uh, being able to buy food at wholesale. Yes. And he let you benefit from his wholesale discount. Yeah, he gave me his card and told me to go get whatever I needed. We we paid for it then. I live out in the country, so near to me is <laughs> probably different than near to most people. Um, well, let me, it's about let me, 20 minutes. And uh, let me... By Florida standards, let me let me back up and, and clarify the, my use of the word near. Can you walk from neighborhood? Can you, is it a short walk from neighborhood grocery to the park where your wedding was? No. It was about a twenty-minute drive. Uh, and uh, by Hillsborough standards, a twenty-minute drive a drive is near. It's almost to the fast nearest fast food restaurant. Um. So it, the food that was in your friend's cooler was supposed to be used in your wedding at the park. Yes. How was the food going to get from the wedding to the park? Uh, when we left the house that morning. Or from the, I'm sorry. How was the food supposed to get from the neighborhood grocer to the wedding at the park? The, uh, that morning when we left the house, to, to everybody got together at the park. Uh, uh, I made the detour over to the, the grocery store to pick up the meat on the way to the park. Um, I had a friend that was helping. So, but, yeah, so we... Did you realize that you had all of the meat? Well, when we got to the park, I thought we had it all. Um, that was the reason for the interruption in our conversation. Uh, where we were getting dressed uh, was that they couldn't find a whole case of hot dogs, which is the first thing they were going to put on the grill. Uh, uh, we also had a pavilion that was set up for, you know, for, for eating and all of that. Uh, we had, we have a friend who always does all the cooking. He has his own smoker and all that stuff for any, any kind of gatherings that we have. 
Um, so the idea was that they were going to get the food on while the ceremony was going on so that it would all be ready after. Okay. So um, your, your conversation with Mr. Severs is, is interrupted because it's realized that there's some meat missing. Yes. Um, does somebody need to go need to go get that meat? Yeah. The first thing I did was uh, I called TK is my friend's name. Uh, the, the, the owner. This is the friend with the grocery store? Yes, the owner of the grocery. And uh, so I called him to find out if it was there, if somehow I'd get left. Uh, he went in and checked and he told me that it was there. Uh, so the next choice was, or the next decision was, who's going to go get it? Uh, so uh, Mark, I was with Mark when I made these phone calls and he he suggested that he take me over. I didn't have my car there. Um, he had a rental from when he come into town. Um, he offered to drive me back over to TK's to pick up the receivers. In fact, drive you to pick up the meat. Yes. Uh, did anybody go with you? It was just he and I. In his rental car. Yes. And you said it was about. Uh, you said that the grocery store. Where your where the meat was was about twenty minutes away from the park. Yes. And I'm guessing once you get to the grocery store and pick up the meat, that's another twenty minute drive back to the park. Yeah, it's fifteen. <laughs> so you had at least forty minutes alone with Mr. Severs. Yes. So, during the drive to the store to pick up the meat, was there another discussion about his problems? His marital, his marital problems. Yes, the conversation that was the ongoing conversation continued again once we got in the car. And um, what was the conversation? What was the conversation about uh, as you drove to pick up the missing case of hot dogs? Uh, no, he, he brought up the fact again that. You know, he had no other choices. I again, I made some different, offered some suggestions, really kind of the same ones over again. But, um, you know, he 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 said that there were no other options. He didn't have any other options to, you know, to protect his daughters than to have it have Teresa killed. So, in the previous discussion at at the park, you said you thought Mr. Severs wanted to have whoever this person was who was having an affair with Dr. Seavers roughed up. But now, during the ride to pick up the hot dogs, he says he, that he has no choice but to have his wife killed. Yes. He said she, the only option that he had was for her to die, and then he said, I need to have her killed. Well, why is he telling you this? I mean, well, let me ask a better question. Why was he telling you that he needed to have his wife killed? He, he was asking me to help him to either do it or to facilitate it getting done. Okay, so on the day of your wedding, your best friend is asking you to help him kill the wife and mother of his children. Yeah. Did you agree to help him? Um, well, let me let me back up. What kind of help was he asking for? 
he, he just, he asked me to have her killed. So, I mean. So, when, when you say have her killed, was he asking you to do it yourself or get somebody to do it for him? Uh, either. Uh, he wanted me to have it, have, take care of it. Uh, either to do it myself or find someone else, but he wanted me to be the in-between person so that there was no contact between him and if there was another person. Did you agree to do it? No. Um, Why not? Because I, it kind of caught me off guard. I, uh, I didn't really know how to answer him. The, uh, I left it with that I would see what I could do. Did you give him any more advice at this point? Uh, Mark, don't kill your wife. Don't do it. I, Did you give him any more friendly advice at this point? I'm sure that I asked him if that was really necessary. Uh, if he was sure. Like that. I don't remember exactly what I said, but it would have that would have been what would have come out of my mouth. Now, you, at, at some point, based on what you've told us earlier, you decided to, you made the decision to do what Mr. Severs was asking you to do, right? Yes. Uh, and let me ask the next question. When did you make the decision to do it? Well, the, the conversation in the car ended with, after I told him that I would see what I could do, he uh, he told me that, that we wouldn't be able to talk about the situation on our regular phones. Uh, just for privacy reasons, and there were, that way there was no no logs on it. Uh, he told me that uh, that when he got home, he was gonna go to Walmart and buy a anonymous prepaid phone, throwaway phone, and wanted me to do the same thing. Okay, and um, I'm sorry I didn't finish your answer today. Um, so once those phones. You know, when, once he got home, he, he bought a phone and sent me the phone number. Um, I sat on it for a couple of weeks because I, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Um, and then uh, in that in that area, you know, at that time, uh, I'd, act, I'd, I'd went and talked to Mr. Rogers. Uh, and, well, and let me, and before we get to your discussion with, now with Mr. Rogers... The final face-to-face -face discussion that weekend with Mr. Seavers about how he uh, somehow needed his wife to die. That happened during the ride to and from the grocery store to pick up the missing meat? Yes. And during that discussion, he also came up with a plan for the two of you to have covert communications. Yes. Now. Did you actually get married on May 2nd? I did. And after the wedding, did you run right out and buy that burner phone or that prepaid phone? No. Why not? Because I wasn't, I still hadn't decided if I was going to be involved in it at all. Uh, and um, you started to tell us that at some point... While making that decision, you had a discussion with Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I, I had come to the 
decision that I obviously, I, I wasn't going to do it myself, that I, I didn't feel like I could do it myself or that I wanted to. Um, so the next step was to see if I could find somebody that, that wanted to be involved. Um, so at that point, um, I went and I talked to, to Mr. Rogers, uh, drove to his house and we, we, we talked. Um, so I brought up a situation where, you know, because he, he has asked, he's done other things where he's helped me with projects. Let me stop you right there. Okay. During your discussion with Mr. Seavers, I mean, you, you, you didn't fix, you, at this point, you didn't fix their computers for free. Were you going to get somebody to, to, or either get somebody to kill Dr. Seavers or to kill Dr. Seavers for free? No, I'm sorry. I actually skipped that part in the, in the conversation. Uh, this all happened in the car uh, along with the other choices. But uh, when I told him I would see what I could do, I asked him, you know, what kind of money was available. Uh, at that point, he, uh, he told me that he had a lot of life insurance on her. Um, he didn't tell me an amount, but he said a lot. Uh, he said that him and the girls would be well taken care of and that he would pay, you know, 100000 or more to, uh, to have it taken care of. So uh, Mr. Severs tells you that he was going to use uh, some life insurance policy or policies to pay up to $100,000 for somebody to kill Dr. Severs. Yes, and he said that it would we'd have to wait to get paid uh, for a few months until the insurance paid. Uh, at this time, the state would enter into evidence as self-authenticating business records. First, with State's Exhibit um, Number 62, self-authenticating self business records from Prudential. State's Exhibit Number 
the state's exhibit number 61 councils reviewing self-authenticating business records from state farm insurance and state's exhibit number 63 councils reviewing self-authenticating business records of ohio national insurance i believe all three were subject to a previous motion yes sir So, Mr. Severs, I think we left off uh, Mr. Wright. Mr. Severs said he had $100,000 from insurance to pay someone to kill his wife. Yes. And you mentioned then that at some point you had a discussion with Mr. Rogers about this? Yeah. The, when I first talked to Jimmy, uh, uh, I didn't tell him specifics about what it was. Just told him that I had an opportunity. If he was still looking for a way to make money, um, told him that it was something serious, uh, you know, and that it, it involved another person. But I didn't tell him any specifics about what it was yet. All right. So you didn't tell uh, Mr. Rogers that this involved Mark Severs, who he had met at your wedding festivities. No. Um, at some point, uh, did you ask Mr. Rogers to move forward with a plan to kill Dr. Severs? Yes. When did you ask him to do this? Well, after, it's not, we'll a, get to that. It's not a simple answer. We'll get to it. Okay. When, when did you ask him to do it? Uh, after Mark and I had started making the plans, um, I shared them with Jimmy and how I mean when I talked to him about what it was specifically before the planning I guess before I started sharing plans okay um, was it still May of 2015 when you asked Mr. Rogers to help you go forward with this plan or were we now into June of 2015 the first conversation I had with him was on May 17th and um, why is May 17th why does May 17th stand out to you uh, because I had not committed to Mark whether I was going to help him or not. I'm sorry, Mr. Severs, uh, about whether or not I was going to help him uh, until after I talked to Jimmy. Uh, and then I still had not gotten my f other phone uh, or the prepaid phone uh, that Mark had talked about us getting to communicate. I still hadn't gotten that because I hadn't committed yet. Um, so let me and let me stop you. Then, and so between May second 
at your wedding when Mr. Severs came up with this plan as you, of using the burn the prepaid phones, and now May 17th, you still haven't gotten your prepaid phone? Right. But during that same time interval, Mr. Severs had gotten his phone and sent you the number for it. Yeah, he got his, I think, the day after he got home. Uh, he went and got his, uh, he had let me know that he had, he had gotten it already and that he mailed me uh, the phone number. Uh, I think it was actually a wedding card that had the phone number on a piece of paper in it. Now, you, at the, at the time, did you have your own cell phone? Yes. What was the phone number, if you can recall? 996-9581. And what was the area code? I'm sorry, uh, 314. And so you had your you had your own phone and your own way of communicating with, with Mr. Severs? Yes. But you wanted to keep your communications off book? Yeah, that's what he said. He didn't want any communication about this done on our regular phones. And on May 17th of 2015, did you then make a decision to get your own burner phone? Yes. Uh, I, why did you get... Why did you... Uh, your prepaid phone. Why did you decide to get a prepaid phone on May 17th? Because I had talked to Jimmy and got a commitment that he was going to help. Um, so then I went ahead and I got the phone. I, I think it was on the way home from Jimmy's house, but it, it, it could have been the next day. But on the 17th, I got my phone and I sent Mark a message letting him know that, that I got it. And Um... So, you, did you ask to hire Jimmy to do this for you, or did you hire, did you ask Jimmy to help you do this? Well, I guess it would be to help. Um, I, I didn't want to actually commit the murder myself, but... It's murder. So. so you, at this point, when you got the burner phone, you were you were all in on this plan. Yes. Did you and Mr. Severs then come up with some way of letting each other know that Mr. Severs also had his own personal phone, right? Yes. Do you remember the phone number for his personal phone? Uh, it was a 314 area code as well, and the first three numbers were 239. Okay. Does the 314-239-0173 sound familiar? Yeah, that would be it. So now you, you on, on the 17th of May, you both have two phones, at least, right? Two, right. So how... Would you know which phone that he was going to contact you on or that, he, that you were going to contact him on? Uh, we referred to those phones as our other phones. Uh, didn't I mean, I, I've heard all kinds of terms since then, like burner phones and things like that, but I didn't know any of those terms, so we called them our other phones. Uh, so Mark had came up with the idea or that if we texted each other because we didn't leave those other phones on uh, 
that if one of us needed to talk to the other about that about the situation that uh we would send a message on our regular phones that included the word other uh in order to let us know hey turn your phone on i'm trying to call you or call me here so if you needed to talk to mr receivers on his prepaid phone you would send a message to that uh, 239-0173 number and the message would have to contain the word other in it uh, uh, somehow. Yeah, that was the, that's what we came up with. And that was your signal to him for him to contact you on your prepaid phone. Right. And did the two of you actually exchange messages between each other? You're signaling one another to go and pick up your prepaid phone? Yeah, quite a few times. Did you tell Mr. Rogers to get a prepaid phone? No. I still hadn't told Jimmy that it was Mark. And Mark didn't want anybody else to know it was him. So I was the in-between person. Did you tell Mr. Rogers that that you wanted him to help you kill somebody? Yeah. Yes, at some point during the, as it progressed, it, it was specific, yes. So between May 17th of 2015 and June 28th of 2015, what did you, with Mark Seavers, discuss on these prepaid phones uh, mark came up with the initial what he thought was the you know would be the best plans he came up with two uh, he said that uh that the two places that he saw it happening would be either when she got off work at night uh, because the office building was kind of off off the main path um he had uh he actually had me bring up some aerial photos from using Google Maps or Google Earth or something, um, and so that he could talk me through what he was what he was talking about. But there's a side entrance to the to that main office, uh, and then you would have you have to walk up the side of the building to get to the parking lot where the car was parked. So he thought that that would be a good good place. Did Mark did Mark Sievers at this time understand now that you had committed? to being involved in this murder? Yes. So it wasn't, now it wasn't you hiring somebody to do it for him. You were going to be involved. Yes, I never told him uh, that it was another person or he told me that he didn't, he didn't care. He just wanted me to have it taken care of. So Mark Severs didn't know that you had talked with Mr. Rogers no. about helping you do this? No. And then Mark Severs provided you with, with intelligence information on how you were going to get access to Dr. Severs? Yes, there was a lot of thought put into it, I, apparently. But Did you pass on the information you were getting from Mr. Severs on possible ways for you to be able to get access to kill Dr. Severs? Yeah, as... as kind of milestones happened in the planning process, I would share that with Jimmy and get some feedback. Now, um, 
Mr. Rogers are all the way up in Jefferson County and or Washington County, Missouri. Yes. And Dr. Seavers and Mr. Seavers are all the way down here in Bonita Springs, Florida. Right. So how were the two of you from all the way up there going to kill Dr. Seavers all the way down here? We would have to make the trip down. Uh, the other option Mark had came up with was at the house. So both options were, were down here. And the satellite pictures that he showed you or that he helped you look at on Google Maps were of the home in Bonita Springs? Yes. And, and also of the medical practice? Yes. Was there, uh, a, a, at this point now, in May of 2015, did you know when this no. murder was supposed to happen? No. Uh, that was actually another thing that I'd asked Mark was what kind of time frame that he was looking at. Uh, he just said as soon as possible. ASAP, I think, is that, the way he actually said it. But Okay. Did you and Mr. Seavers ever decide on a time and place for when Dr. Seavers um, was supposed to die? Yes. How did, you, how did the two of you come up with this decision for when Dr. Seavers was supposed to die? Mark made that decision and told me. Um, uh, I'm not sure when the trip got planned. Uh, they were going out of town to be with her family uh, for, a, I think it was a birthday party. Uh, and they were leaving whatever day they left Thursday or Friday night or Thursday night so they were going to be gone for the weekend um, uh, Teresa was coming home alone Sunday night and Mark and the kids were staying an extra couple of days and said he would be back on Wednesday so uh, he told me that that was that was the target it had to happen uh, either Sunday night or Monday or Tuesday uh, but so um, you didn't know that the Seavers family was going to be out of town at, at this family celebration or whatever. You didn't know about that until until Mr. Seavers told you? Right. Um, and you didn't know that uh, Dr. Seavers would potentially be coming home by herself until Mr. Seavers told you? Right. He told me all of it at the same time. How long before the family trip, you know, was it... Uh, days, weeks, or months before, uh, before he told you, before the trip, that he told you that the trip was going to happen? I'm not sure the exact time, but it was a couple of weeks, somewhere in that neighborhood. And did you pass along the, 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 that information to Mr. Rogers about when you'd need to be down here? Yes. How did you pass it along to him? I talked to him. Uh, most of the conversations that, that Jimmy and I had about about this uh, were in person. Um, just, you know, Mark made a big impression on me about not speaking about any of this on our phones. Uh, Jimmy didn't have a burner phone, so my conversations with him were in person. Uh, we would meet somewhere or I'd come down to his house. How long of a trip was it from your home to... Mr. Rogers' home. 20 minutes. 
maybe maybe a little bit longer, about 20 minutes. Okay, so now you know that the um, that you've got to be in, and you, by this point now you know you have to be in Florida that weekend. At some point that weekend, that the Seifers family is out of town, right? Yes. Did you have a plan for how you were going to get here? Uh, well, driving down because you can't fly without using your license and leaving a big trail. But the, uh, so we were going to drive down. Uh, you're looking for more information. No, so okay. you were going to. The plan was to drive down to Florida to do it. Yes. And did you pass that information on to Mr. Rogers? Yes. Did Mr. Rogers appear to you? You said you you spoke to him in person. Did he appear to you to understand that you were asking him to come down here to kill a human being? Objection for the question. Did he appear to understand? Sustain. Did Mr. Did you engage Mr. Rogers in a conversation where you indicated to him that he was going to come down here to kill a human being? Yes. Did he respond to you when you when you told him this? Yes. Did he appear to understand what you were telling him? Yes. All right, so you're going to rent a car and drive down here. Um, that costs money, right? Yes. My car was actually, my wife wrecked my car, so my car ended up going in the shop. So I, that's how the rental car came about. And... Um, so, if we heard testimony that your personal car was in, in a repair shop of some kind, that was legitimately in the shop? Yes. So, your car wasn't in, in the repair shop as part of this plan? No. Um, it was damaged pretty bad. It was drivable, but it was I wouldn't have trusted it to take on a trip. So. And did you have money to rent a car? Uh no, I, di I didn't have any extra money. Um, but you did, in fact, rent one? Yes. How did you do that? Um, when when Mark told me the time period that he was looking at, I, uh, I told him I didn't have the money to make the trip. So uh, he, he mailed me some money. Did he mail you $100,000? No. How much did he mail you? Uh, $600. Did he mail you six hundred in cash? No, it was a check. It was. It, he made it. He told me that he was going to make it appear as if it was a normal payment, so it didn't stand out for the work that I do. So it was a check, uh, a, a business check from the Seavers Medical Practice. Yes. And um, did you receive the check before you made the trip to Florida? Yes. And you, did you get the? Cash the check and get the money? I cashed the check. I used 100 of it for the rental car and 500 for the trip. And when you say you used 500 f for the trip, what did you spend the money on during the trip? Uh, well, gas, food, uh, uh, did a little shopping, uh, just whatever expenses that we had while we were down here. Um, because we were, we got here on uh, Sunday morning, and this didn't happen till Sunday night, and we left that night, same night, right from there. So we spent the day Sunday out, uh, so we were eating and 
Okay. Um, and did you did you did Mr. Rogers know how you paid for the rental car? Did you tell him? Yes. And you told him that you got money from the person who wanted you to kill Dr. Severs. Yes. Did you ever um, tell Mr. Rogers that it was in fact Mark Severs? At some point, uh, yeah, he he figured it out on his own. Um, but we did have a discussion about it once that happened. Did you spend any of the remaining five hundred dollars on Mr. Rogers? Uh, yeah, it was spent on both of us. I mean, the uh, one one of the things we did while we well, besides the food and all of that that paid paid for both of us all of our expenses um we let me, also let me let ahead. me ask you a question first did he know know that the money did you tell him that the money that you were using to pay for his expenses on that trip came from the money given to you to come down here and kill dr severs yes all right so you um you 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 rented a car to come down here was that a, a, a what kind of car was it Hyundai, I think. Um, I can't remember the model. I'm sorry. And um, in June, actually, how many trips did you make to Florida? Well, I made two trips, but the second trip, I actually don't think it started till like July 1st or something. Okay. But. Not yeah. June 30th, but July 1st? It could have been the 30th. That's when I'm not sure. It's... And um, whose vehicle or vehicles did you use to come during those two trips? Um, they were both rental cars. And so you you came down in, in one rental car and then got a different rental car to come back? Yes. Why did you come back the second time? Why did we come back? Uh, my wife also has a history with the Severs family, um, or at least with Mark. Um, uh, he actually, he dated some people in her family, so they've also known each other since way back. But the question was, why did you come back the second time? Uh, because uh, Mark's brother Scott called us um, the day after and told me what happened. Uh, my wife, being the person that she is, uh, insisted that we jump in the car and drive down to help uh, in whatever way you know the family was, would need us. Yes. Okay. How long did it take for you and Mr. Rogers to, well, did Mr. Rogers actually join you on the trip to Florida? Yes. How long did it take for the two of you to come down here or to drive down here? I, I, it was like 20 hours. I, 
did you stop anywhere and spend the night? No. Drove straight down? Yes. Um, did Mr. Ro Mr. Rogers bring anything with him for the trip? Uh, when I picked him up, uh, he had a backpack and a cooler with him. Did you know what was in the backpack and the cooler when you picked him up? Not at the time. Did you later learn what was in the backpack and the cooler? Yes. What was in what was in them? Uh, the cooler had uh, uh, duct tape, um, some latex, industrial latex gloves. Um, Uh, I, I know there was something. There's for work. And uh, one suit or more than one suit? There's two. So he had the two jumpsuits and industrial latex gloves, duct tape, and something else that you can't remember. Yeah. And I think you told us earlier you arrived early in the morning on the Sunday, the 28th? Yeah. What time? At 6, or close to 6. 6 a.m.? 6 a.m., yes. Was it exactly 6 or 6-ish? I'm not really sure. It was, it was close to it. And um, where, did you, where did you arrive at 6 a.m.? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, when you ask... You were asking when we got to Lee County, right? Not to Florida. Is that? Yeah, Lee okay. County. Yes. It was about 6 o'clock when we got off the highway. Certainly you would have arrived in the state of Florida several hours before that, right? Yeah. Okay. And um, did you use uh, any any uh, kind of a dev any device or maps so that you could find your way find your way down here, driving down here? Yes. What did you use? Uh, a Garmin uh, GPS. Where did you get that Garmin GPS? I got it from uh, a friend of mine, Jerry Levinsky. All right, so Jerry Levinsky let you have his Garmin? Yes. And that's what you use to navigate down here? Yes. Did you use it on both trips? Yes. When you arrived here in Lee County, where did you go? Uh, the first place that uh, we got off at the Benita Springs exit, I, I, I'm not sure the roads and things down here, but it turned out it was the road that their house was right off of. So they live, uh, so when we got off onto that road, which was the one that would have went to Benita Beach, uh, the house was right there. So I pointed it out and then uh, we decided to stop and check the house out. In the planning stages of this market, giving me information about the house, and just wanted to make sure, verify that. And when you say we, does that mean you or Jimmy Rogers? Yes. And what information had Mr. Severs given you about the house? Uh, he had given me the alarm code, the garage door opener, you know, code, uh, uh, information about doors being unlocked. Uh, so he, he had told me that he was, you know, that he was going to leave all the doors unlocked. He told me he was going to leave the alarm off. Um, it was having intermittent problems, so sometimes it wasn't arming, but he said he was leave it off. Um, 
he recommended that we go over the privacy fence. They have a large, you know, high vinyl privacy fence around their yard. So his recommendation was to go over the fence and then come through the side entrance to the garage to gain access to the house. Did you do that? No. Yeah, how, how did you get access to the house? I just used the, the door opener code that he gave me. Um, Where did you park your rental car? Uh, one block over, there's a small apartment complex. Um, parked there and just walked over. And um, did you find any exterior doors unlocked? Yes, everything was exactly the way he told me it would be, except the alarm actually was on. And were you able to, to use that code? Were you able to... Your Honor, may we approach? State. Okay, Mr. Wright, um, I think where we, we left off, you had arrived at the house. Did you actually get inside the house? Yes. And you said Mr. Severs had given you the alarm code. Was the um, alarm armed or disarmed when you arrived? It was armed. He had told me that it wouldn't be, but it was. And did you get inside the house? Yes. And um, what did you do when you went inside? Uh, poked around a little bit. Really, it was it was more for uh, to see what the layout of the house was at. I'd been there before, but he hadn't, so. Um, we needed to see, you know, kind of the layout of the house. Also needed to check that uh, the fence line. Um, we didn't get into that, but he also said that he had he had trimmed back some some bushes back there so that a person could go over the fence to get into the house rather than say, using the garage door. I'm sorry. When you say he said that he had trimmed back, you're referring to Mr. Severs? Yes, I'm sorry. All right, so um, when did you expect Dr. Severs to come home? Uh, the night before they left, Mark, uh, we, we had our last communication the night before they left, and uh, he wanted to recap information. Uh, uh, Sustained. When did you expect Dr. Severs to come home? Oh, uh, I expected her to be there at 1125. The Sunday night? Yes. And well, did you, how did you, why did you expect her home at 1125 as opposed to any other time that day? Well, because when Mark gave me the information, he told me that she would be, she would be getting in at 1125. That's the reason I brought that up. Now, um, when you say, when you say you understood she'd be getting in at 1125, did you expect that she'd be arriving at the house at 1125 or that she'd be arriving back in Fort Myers at 1125? Yeah, there was, that was a misunderstanding. Uh, he was telling me that that's what time she would be home. He built the drive time from the airport to the house into that. And then. I didn't realize that. I thought that's what time the plane landed. Okay. We'll come back to that in a second. So now it's still uh, 6 o'clock-ish in the morning. You got into the house. You said you poked around a little bit. Did you stay at the house? No. We were only there about five minutes. Okay. And um, why did you leave? Uh, well, I knew that, that, uh, that his mom was going to be coming to 
take care of the animals uh, sometime that morning. But I, uh, I didn't want to be around the house during the daytime. And when you say his mom, you mean Mark Severs' yeah. mom? I'm sorry. Yes, Mark's. So where did you go? Uh, we went to uh, we went down to the beach, uh, to Benita Beach. Uh, uh, just kind of walked around a little bit, uh, checking things out. Mark had, at one time, Mark had showed me that there were some small little lots that are along the, the beach road there that you can actually park in for free instead of parking at the main beach. Um, we, uh, we parked in one of those, walked around a little while. Um, I think we actually ended up taking a nap, a short nap while we were there, while it was still early and it wasn't too hot. Okay. So we drove straight through um, on the way down. Did, um, and who did all the driving? We took turns. So you did some driving as well? Yes. And so did uh, Mr. Rogers? Yes. And how long did you stay down at the little lots down there in Bonita Beach taking a nap? Well, there was a lot of moving around that morning, so I may have some of the details mixed up as far as what time slot it was in. But we, uh, uh, about a, about 11 o'clock, we went back to Walmart, or not back, we went to Walmart. Uh, Jimmy had told me that he wanted to go to Walmart. Um, I think that was about 10.30, but I think about 11 we got to Walmart. And do you remember where that Walmart was? I don't. There was a Walmart somewhere in southwest Florida? Yes. Uh, we used the Garmin to find it, so. You used the Garmin, you put in Walmart into the Garmin and you went to the closest Walmart? Yes. And uh, did you do some shopping at Walmart? We did. And let me just ask this question. Um, you all didn't come down here for law school graduation? No. You didn't come down here to go to a, 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 any school at all, right? No. Um, all right, so what did you buy at Walmart? Uh, multiple things. Uh, I, I bought a pair of water shoes. Um, to wear while we were at the beach. I had old shoes, but they were there and I saw them. They were on sale, so I grabbed them. Uh, I know Jimmy bought a pair of shoes. Um, uh, I also got wet wipes, uh, a couple of towels, um, and some some other clothes. I think a, a shirt, a t-shirt, maybe, uh, maybe shorts. Um, what do... Uh... What do two grown men need wet wipes for? I don't know. wasn't uh, wasn't my purchase. Well, Mr. Rogers bought. Yes. Wet wipes. Yes. Who paid for all the stuff you got at Walmart? I I rang it out. Mark paid for it. But... You paid for it with the money Mr. Sears gave you. Yes. And Mr. Rogers wet wipes. Yes. And Mr. Uh, we, Rogers' we, shoes? Yes, we checked out all at once. So after uh, shopping at Walmart, what did you and Mr. Rogers do? Uh, we went back toward, down to the beaches. Um, and what did you do down at the beach? Uh, walked around. Really, uh, 
we kind of traveled the whole route in between Bonita Beach and the Fort Myers Pier, that, that whole area, um, just kind of stopping along the way at different places. Uh, we sounds, spent. Sounds like you're on vacation. Well, we had that entire day to, to spend, and my thought was the best place to hide is in a crowd. So we had to spend the day anyway. I brought extra clothes and a towel and things because uh, I knew that we were going to be going to the beach. Uh, so, But we went to the pier and, and went there. Uh, we also got something to eat again. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I left something out. Uh, you asked where we went once we left Walmart. We grabbed something to eat, and then we also drove by the uh, office building to check that out. And when you say the office building, you mean the Seavers Medical Practice? Yes. All right, so even though the two of you are, are hang, hanging around down on Fort Myers Beach, you're not on vacation? No. It sounds like you're just killing time. We were. And did there come a time uh, when, now that you and Mr. Rogers go back to the Seavers' home, Yes. Do you recall what time that was? I think we got back. I parked in the same parking place that we did that morning. Uh, I believe we got back there about 1030 to the lot. 1030 p.m.? Yes. And what did you do when you got back to the home at 1030 p.m.? Uh, well, we walked back over there. Um, that morning when we left, I left the side gate. The gates on their privacy fence only open from the inside. Um, I had left one of the gates uh, unlatched uh, with the intentions of going back into the house that way uh, instead of having to open the garage door. Uh, but uh, I guess the wind had blown it shut or something. But uh, So we did end up having to go back in through the garage door again. And when you say garage door, do you mean like the side door no. to the garage or the big door where you drive your vehicles in? Yeah, the, the garage door opener door. So why did you wanna <coughs> why did you want to avoid going in the big garage door? Uh, just the noise. This was this was the middle of the night, so um, the light would come on. You know, thing. I just wanted to try to avoid drawing any attention. Or you were trying to avoid detection by the neighbors? Yes. All right, so uh, you went back inside the Seavers home? Yes. And that's the home on, on Jarvis Road? Yes. And that's where they live? Yes. And um, what did you do once you got back inside the Seavers home? Um, I looked around a little bit again. Uh, just to make sure nothing had changed. Uh, most of the time we hung out in the garage, uh, but it's, the first thing we did when we got there was we went out the side door into the, gra the garage door. <laughs> the garage has the front doors where the cars come in. And then on the right, there's a man door that goes out into the, the yard, uh, which was left unlocked for us to get into that way. Um, there's also a door that goes between the garage and the house. So just so you know which doors there are. Uh, I, uh, the first thing we did was we went in and came right out the, the side door. Uh, it was really hot in the garage, but 
we got dressed there, uh, put the, the suits on. Um, so, used when, to, so when you say you got dressed, you already had on clothes, right? Yeah, we had our, we had regular clothes on. We uh, we put on the uh, the one piece uh, jumpsuits. Yeah, coveralls, I guess, is what they would be called. But yeah, we put those on. Were these? Let me ask you a question. These coveralls were these the coveralls that were in the uh, the black black backpack you mentioned earlier? Yes. Can you describe to the jury how you put those on? Well, they're they're one piece suits, so um, you just step in the legs and then pull the the shoulders and hands up and then zip it up in the front. Uh, and what else did you do once you put the the jumpsuits on? Uh, we uh, we put on the the the, the rubber latex gloves, um, and then used the duct tape to duct to tape the the arm the arm cuffs, the wrists, and also the ankles. What was the purpose of doing that? Uh, to try to keep any from leaving any evidence. Whose idea was it to duct tape the arms and sleeves on the jumpsuits? Jimmy's. All right, so now the two of you have suited up. It's now sometime past 10.30 p.m., right? Yes. What did you do now? Um, we were kind of just moving around. Uh, we were trying to figure out, we'd, you know, kind of decide on what the game plan would be. We talked about a couple different things. Uh, we talked about us both being in the garage. We talked about us both being in the house. We talked about one being in the house, one in the garage. Um, uh, but um, I was actually in the middle of the garage. Uh, Mark has a motorcycle that I was looking at that was in, in the in the middle of the garage. So okay. let me come back to the motorcycle and let me let me take you back to that side door that you said is on the right side of the garage. How was that side door when you arrived? Well, it was it was it, it, was, it was unlocked. Yes. And was it the same way it was when you left? No, Mark had, Mark had told me to, uh, to make it look, or, you know, his idea was to make it look like uh, she came home, walked in on an active burglary, and uh, that that's how this would go down. Um, uh, so while, while we were waiting for her to come home, I pried that side door open. Uh, with something I found in the garage. It was a flat bar, crowbar. And um, you pried it open, but did you did you lock the door back after you pried it open? No. You left it unlocked? Yes. All right, so we'll go back to the motorcycle. So now at some point, it's after 10.30. You, you, you were supposed to make it look like a burglary. Yes. Did you go and take anything from the house? No, uh, not yet. Uh, because there, there's some variables still as far as like exactly what was going to happen when she got home and how it was going to work. I, my, uh, what I would have liked to have seen happen was that it would have been like it made to look like an accident, something that wasn't real violent. Uh, Looked like she slipped and hit her head and drowned in the pool or something like that. So, so just to just to be sure, so that we're clear on what you're saying, when you say what what you would have liked to have seen happen, are you saying that you wanted for you and Mr. Rogers 
to kill Dr. Seifers. Objection, Your Honor. Is that what you're asking? Yes. What was the objection? The form of the question. Overruled. Answer the question. You wanted, you wanted for you and Mr. Rogers to kill Dr. Seifers and make it look like an accident? Yeah, that was, that was an idea that I had in my head. And how, how, how were the two of you going to pull off making it look, what was the plan to make it look like an accident? Well, I had, uh, I was going to, like, somehow render her unconscious. Uh, I was hoping to do it with, uh, like, a rear naked chokehold, which causes somebody to pass out pretty quickly. Um, and then figure out exactly how to do it. There was no definite plan in place. Um, we still thought we had plenty of time to to fine tune those those fine, you know those actual last plans. But so during the hours long drive down from um, Jefferson County, Missouri, all the way down here to now Bonita Springs, you and Mr. Rogers hadn't yet come up with a plan for how it was for Dr. Severs to die. Well. We had Mark's two plans. Um, it was left up to us exactly how it would happen. It would, you know, as far as which location. Uh, we, uh, uh, there was just not knowing what which car she drove, uh, some of that kind of stuff. I, there was no way to really make a, 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 a full plan, you know, prior to actually getting there, so. And Mr. Severs had told you either worked either at the office or at the house. Yes. And that at some point, the fact that you were at the house now at 1030 at night and you're suited up in the blue suits, had you ruled out the office? Yes. When we went by there that day, uh, you know, it was just, it was too exposed. And uh, when Mark was telling me his, his plan for it to be at the office, uh, you know, initially he said that he thought that we should use a gun and shoot her and make it look like a mugging or something. Um, and, and using a gun wasn't a good idea? No. Especially I, with you being a convicted felon? Yes. Okay, let's go back to the house then, okay? All right, so back in the house now, you and Mr. Rogers are suited up. You've got, you're all taped up. You're ready to not be contaminated, right? Right. And you're expecting Dr. Seifers to arrive in Florida at approximately 11.25 p.m.? Yes. And you told us earlier that you were in the garage looking at Mr. Seifers' bike. Yes. And when you say bike, do you mean bicycle or motorcycle? Motorcycle. So Mr. Seifers had a motorcycle in the garage? Yes. I've rode it before, but I, I was just wasting time waiting. And what happened while you were standing there looking at the motorcycle? Uh... She came home unexpectedly. The uh, garage door light popped on. The door started coming open. Uh, where, were you, uh, where were you standing when the, when the door started opening? The motorcycle was in the middle of the garage between the empty bay where she would be pulling in and where the other vehicle was. Um, so I was right in the middle of the garage. The light popped on. It was almost over my head. Uh, the... Uh, 
I, I, I trying to figure, I, I, I just dove for the first thing that I could find. I dove behind where the motorcycle was at. There was a stack of boxes there, but I dove, dove down behind that to keep the headlights from hitting me because of the direction she would be pulling in from. Um, so as she's, you, you were expecting that as she pulled her vehicle into the garage that the headlights would light you up and she'd see you. She definitely would have seen me. Yeah. Where was Mr. Rogers when that, when that garage door started going up, where was he? I'm not sure. I wasn't paying any attention because I was looking at the motorcycle. Was he under the roof or the house somewhere? Yeah, I knew that he was either in the house or he was behind me somewhere. You just didn't know exactly where he was? No. All right, so the door starts going up and she's coming home and you said you dove behind the boxes. Yes. Did she pull in? Yes. What happened um, when she pulled in? Uh, well, she she was driving the van, the minivan. So they she pulled in. I heard the a door open, you know, besides the driver's side door. But um, I, I'm not sure if it was the back hatch or if it was the sliding door. But I heard a door open. It was on the other side of the van, so I couldn't see it. But uh, from what I heard, a door opened. Um, she pulled out her luggage. Um, and pulled it to the front of the to the front of the van. Uh, instead of taking it on into the house, she just laid it in the floor right at the bottom of the the little two steps going into the house, um, which was directly in front of the van, which was almost in front of me. So, so, um, and the the vehicle Dr. Seavers was driving uh, the. the um, Driver's side of the vehicle was on the opposite side of the vehicle where you were hiding? Yes. So you were, you, she, you when, after she pulled in, you were still out of view? Yes. As she was walking into the house, I was out of view. So you said she gets out and she puts down her suitcase in the garage. What did you do when she did that? Uh, well... When I saw that she put the suitcase down and she started to go into the house without it, um, my concern was that as soon as she walked in the house, she would either set her purse on the, the, the washer and dryer was right inside of that little entry area, um, that she would sit her purse down and turn around to get the luggage. Um, the light was still on where I was positioned at. there on the on that next to that door um just panic buttons on the alarm panels i was i panicked <laughs> i uh i thought that you know if she saw me that she would either hit the panic button or take off running and i didn't know where jimmy was at so um, i panicked i jumped up and i followed her into the house okay and and so let's let's pause here for a minute and you mentioned earlier that you'd use some kind of a crowbar or something in the garage to mess with the, kind of make it look like that side door had been pried open. Did you and Mr. Rogers locate any other tools in the garage? Yeah, when we first got there, uh, when we were kind of looking around, uh, Mark had a hand toolbox, just a small box, but uh, Jimmy had pulled a hammer out of it and kind of made a hammering motion and made a joke about it being destiny. So Mr. Rogers pulled, picked up a hammer, made a joke about being, uh, made a hammering motion? Yes. Like, who's destiny? Teresa's destiny. Um, 
Jimmy, uh, one of Jimmy's nicknames, Jimmy the Hammer, is what he's, he's okay. used that name, so. We can, let's okay. read. Jimmy the Hammer is Jimmy Rogers. Yes. Okay, let's move ahead. Um, all right, so, were there any other hammers, were there any other hammers in the garage? Yes, as I started to go into the house, uh, there's a small ice chest just to the right of that door. Um, had some stuff laying on it. Uh, there was another hammer laying on the top of that. It wasn't put there. It was just, it was there. So Mr. Seavers didn't leave the hammers out for you and Mr. Rogers to use them? No, not intentionally. Okay. Um, it was there. It wasn't, you, you saw an opportunity, so you, did you pick it up? I did. All right, so it, uh, in this moment now, when you pick up that hammer on that chest, you're following Dr. Seavers into her home? Yes. You're behind her? Yes. Does she see you? No. Do you have any indication at all that she knows that you're behind her? No. Um, not going into the house. Um, so did you actually follow her from the garage into the interior of her home? I did. And by this time, you've armed yourself with the hammer. Yes, I still had planned on using my hands, but I had the hammer also as a backup. And so you, you still had planned to try and uh, somehow put her in a chokehold and knock her out? Yeah, if I was behind her, it would be very easy to put somebody, especially a, you know, a smaller person, in, in, a, in that hold. Um, the problem happened because... And so were you, were you able to get close enough to her to put her in that chokehold that you wanted to put her into? No. Why not? Because I accidentally kicked the dog dish over. Um, their dogs, their dog dishes that, that they have are actually on a stand, so they're off the floor. But it's it's in a it's an obnoxious disc or dish, and it's in a the worst place possible not to kick it. So what I happened when you kicked it. It it the dishes went flying everywhere. It made a huge noise. Um, she it startled her she started to turn towards me um before i had gotten close enough to actually um be able to get you know to to do what i wanted to do so the uh the, when you kicked the dog bowl your presence in her in the house became known yes and you said um dr Seavers started to turn toward you yeah did she in fact turn towards you she she started to turn towards me um I was afraid that if she turned around, she would scratch me or do something to leave evidence. Um, I, sw I swung the hammer and I hit her. When you hit her, did you expect... What, what, was, what was your expectation when you hit her with the hammer? I, I expected it to knock her out. It didn't, it didn't knock her out, did it? No. It's a little more difficult than you thought it would be? I've never hit anybody with a hammer before. So, did... After you hit Dr. Seavers, after she turned around, did she ever realize that you were there? Yeah, she hadn't turned all the way around when I hit her, so I hit her from, still from behind, but more on the side. On the side of her head? Yes. Or the back side of the her back, head? The back upper side, yeah, this area. Um, but she, I, I hit her, she didn't seem to react to it at all. And uh, Did she... Did she say anything when you hit her? Not, a, not, not when I hit her the first, so 
Uh, At any point, did you ever make contact with Dr. Did you, did you and Dr. Severs ever make eye contact? Yes. How did she look when you made eye contact with her? Surprised. All right, so did she just stand there and let you hit her with a hammer? Uh, no. What no. did she do? Well, after, after I hit her, she finished turning towards me. She put her hands up uh, to fight back defend herself. Did she fight? Yeah. You fought for her life? Yeah. Where was Mr. Rogers while this is happening? At that point, I still didn't know. You couldn't see him? I didn't see him. How many times did you hit Dr. Severs with that hammer? Uh, three. And uh, when you hit Dr. Severs with the hammer, did you intend for her to, to die? No, I was trying to knock her out and to figure out a better way of doing it. I never in a million years envisioned beating her to death with a hammer. Well, let's be clear. You were there, suited up, because you wanted her to die, right? Yes. We were, yes. And so at some point, did Jimmy's presence, uh, did Jimmy has, did reveal his presence to you? Yeah. Mr. I'm sorry. Did Mr. Rogers reveal his presence to you? Yes. How did he do that? Uh, he appeared to my right and started hitting her also. And when Mr. Rogers uh, appeared, was Dr. Seaver still awake? She was still standing up. Um, was she still alive? Yes. She had her hands up when I swung the other two times, so I'm not I'm not really sure how that connected, but um, she was looking at me through her arms, and she, she said, why? She said, why? Yeah. To you? Yes. And then um, you said uh, Mr. Rogers became came from somewhere, and he started hitting her. What did he do? Just, just started hitting her over and over. How would you describe how I was hitting her? In a frenzy. A frenzy? And you, um, so now you've hit your best friend's wife with a hammer several times, and now your other friend is hitting your best friend's wife with a hammer. Yes. And this was because the two of you wanted her dead? Yes. It was, we came there to kill her. in a frenzy, as you described, was she still standing? Yes. Was she still fighting for her life? She still had her hands up, yes. And so, and so when he starts hitting her now, she's engaged with both of you? She's still facing me. He was to the side. So. Were you able to see where he was hitting her with, with the hammer? In, in the head. And what happened to Dr. S what did she do after Mr. Rogers started hitting her in the head with the hammer? Uh, I think she she turned she turned more into the kitchen and bent over. I, 
it seems like she had a hand on the countertop. Um, so let me, let me ask you a question about that. You said she bent over. So when you say bent over, was she, um, she bent over at the waist? Yes, she was still on her feet, bent over at the waist, yes. And was holding herself up on the counter? I, 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 I believe that she had a hand on the counter. I, I'm not absolutely positive of that. It could have been on her knee, but she was holding herself at that angle. So. What happened at this point? Uh, just kept hitting her. Kept hitting her? Yeah. Who? Jimmy did. Oh, you weren't hitting her anymore? I was still at the point where I was still standing where I was standing when it started. So if Dr. Seavers turned towards the counter, if you were facing her, and she turned towards the counter, and mm -hmm. Mr. Rogers, how's Mr. Rogers able to keep hitting her in the back of the head? Uh, he had to go past me. You got in between you somehow? Yeah. The, the way that their kitchen, I don't know if you guys have seen a diagram of the kitchen or not, but... Um, when you go into that entryway, it opens up into the kitchen, and there's a there's like a long counter um, that's a standalone counter, and then uh, I think the sinks and stuff are in that. Uh, when I when I caught up to her, she was just about to the counter, and and she turned so that when I hit her, I, she was basically she was backed up to the counter so she was between me and the counter um, that area between the counter and the rest of like the stove and things uh, uh, cabinets isn't real wide so um, and so uh, you, now you told us that she's, she's in between you said she's at the counter Mr. Rogers has somehow gotten in between you and Dr. Seavers and he's still hitting her yes and did she stay standing the whole time? No. no. I, I, she may have stumbled or something, but she basically continued to fall all the way to the floor. And what happened after she fell on the floor? He continued to hit her. He continued to hit her? Yes. Mr. Rogers? Yes. But you, you didn't hit Dr. Seavers anymore? No. Again, let, let, let's make sure that we're all clear. At this point, you still wanted Dr. Seavers dead, right? Yes. And did Mr. Rogers also want her dead? Yes. So after she fell on the floor, what happened? Uh, well, she fell face down and was laying on the floor. Uh, and like I said, she continued to hit her. Can you repeat what you just said, please? Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I'll ask you to speak up, sir. Yeah, uh, Thank you. Sorry about that. Uh, after she was down on the floor, uh, he continued to hit her. And at some point, did Mr. Rogers stop hitting Dr. Severs with the hammer? Yes, I'd ask him to stop. Now, what did the use of the hammer on Dr. Severs, what effect did that have on your plan to make this look like an accident? Made it impossible. Impossible? <clears throat> yes. Okay, so um, at some point, did Mr. Rogers stop hitting her? Yes. I, uh... Why did I, he stop? 
I physically went over there and put my hand on him and I said, stop. I physically walked over to the area where where he was at and, and asked him to stop. I mean, put my hand on him. I mean, you know, I'm going to demonstrate on my on my, my, my trial partner here. Did you say just yes. stop? Did you ask Sus him? Sustained. Did you gently ask him to stop? Yes. I was just letting him know I was behind him. Uh, he was swinging the hammer up over his head, and I didn't want to get hit. So. How many hammers did Dr. Severs get hit with? Two. What happened to the hammer that you hit her hit her with? Um, after I had stopped hitting her, I dropped it on the floor. On the floor in the kitchen? In the kitchen, yes. Did you pick it up? No, I left it there. You left it at the scene? Yes. What happened to the hammer Mr. Rogers hit Dr. Severs with? I don't know. He didn't drop it on the floor? I, I didn't see what he did with it. And this happened in Bonita Springs? Yes. Here in Lee County, Florida? Yes. And your agreement with Mr. Rogers to affect the death of Dr. Severs started in Missouri? Yes. And was that agreement still in effect here in Lee County, Florida? Yes. After Mr. Rogers finished hitting, after you and Mr. Rogers, after you and Mr. Rogers finished hitting Dr. Sears in the head with a hammer, was she still alive? No. She was dead? Yes. Okay, so now after Dr. Severs has, uh, she's expired, she's on the kitchen floor still? Yes. Did she <clears throat> die where she lay? Yes. You didn't move her from the kitchen? No. You didn't kill her somewhere else and then put her in the kitchen? No. Uh, my, to my knowledge, she was exactly where she was, where she was left when the last hit was done. I had actually turned around and, and let me and let me ask you a question first, okay? So what about this um, burglary plan that you and Mr. You said that you and Mr. Rogers had discussed? Um, were there some valuables in the home? Yes. Uh, Did you take any? As far as I know, nothing was taken. We had a. Why, why not? Well. Because of how this happened suddenly, uh, and I, I thought that there would be time to do it after, um, to, to stage it or to actually actually take something uh, after it was over. Um, and because of how it ended, the that didn't happen. Uh, so after Dr. Severs died on the kitchen floor, did you stay in the house? No. No. Yes. What about Mr. Rogers? Did he stay in the house? Um, he wasn't very far behind me. 
Tozy left. Yeah. Um, and when you when you left the house, how did you exit the house? Uh, we went out through the garage door between the house and the, exactly the way we came in. Um, the one that you pried pried open. Yes. Door? Yeah. We went out from the from the kitchen hallway into the garage, and then went across the garage and went out that that side door that I had pried. What happened to the? Uh, where, did you did you keep those uh, jumpsuits and the duct tape that you had on? Did you keep that on? No, we uh, we took that stuff off right outside that door, which is the same place it went on, Pat. Other than the uh, jumpsuits and the duct tape, did you have anything else on to keep you from contaminating the scene or keep the scene from contaminating you? I had a hat on. I think we both had hats on. And um, when you took the jumpsuits off, did you leave them at the scene? No. What did you do with them? They went back in the backpack. And um, uh, did you stay at the scene or did you leave? We left. Uh, Where did you go? Back to the car and then got back on the highway to come home. What happened to the blue, the blue jumpsuits? Uh, we stopped at a rest stop on the way back. Uh, I'm not, I don't know which one it was, but we stopped at a truck stop and, uh, and cleaned out the car, uh, the suits. We're throwing, you know, I threw my stuff away. He threw his stuff away. Uh, Do you know whether or not Mr. Rogers threw away his blue jumpsuit? I, I thought that he did. Okay. Did you throw throw them away in the same garbage, or where, where did you throw them away? Well, on the truck, I went to the truck. It was a bigger rest stop where there's like trucks to the right and cars to the left. Um, on the truck side, there were several large trash cans. Um, so things got thrown away in separate cans so that they, it wasn't all in one place. So you threw your jumpsuit into uh, a, a, a can at a truck stop? Yes, along with trash from the car. And you expected that Mr. Rogers threw away his suit and other, and other items in a, in, in a different can? Yeah, he, he threw things away. I thought that that was, I mean, that that was part of it. Did you actually see him throw away his blue suit? I did not. And um, did you then start the drive home? Yes. Did you drive nonstop? Pretty much. Uh, did you ever stop for gas? Yeah, that's what, we stopped for gas. Uh, we stopped to get, like, you know, food, things like that. Uh, but there was no fun stops. Do you recall stopping at a, a, a racetrack up in, um, I have to get these cities mixed up, Brooksville or Bushnell? Yes. Were you able to get gas at the racetrack? No. Uh, that's the only reason I remember it is because the sign was, it was all lit up. But when we got off the exit and tried to get gas, we could see people in there, but they never turned the pump on. Um, and so... Uh, Jimmy actually walked up to the window to try to, you know, I thought maybe, well, we got to prepay it at, at the window. Maybe the pump didn't work. Um, so, but he went up to the window to tell him to turn the pump on, and they told him that it, they were closed. Um, was this late at night or early in the morning? Yeah, it was 
Wow. I'm sure that it was, I don't, I don't know the time. Uh, it would have been late, late night or early, early morning, like somewhere in there. So uh, you, even though you couldn't get uh, get gas at the racetrack, you just still need gas? Yes. You went to another gas station? Yes. Is that a Shell station? I can't remember. So you went to another station? We used the Garmin to say, take me to the next, you know, nearest state gas. So uh, that's how we found the racetrack as well. But So you did a search in the Garmin. The Garmin showed you a racetrack, so you went to it, but it was closed. Right. Then you, you asked for another station, and you, then you went to the next station. Yes. And did you get gas there? Yes. And after that, you came home? Yes. Um, let's talk about phones. You, you told us you had a regular phone, your regular personal phone. Yes. Did you bring that with you to Florida? No, I left it in... I left it in St. Louis with my why'd wife. Why'd you leave it at home? Because I didn't want it to be. Uh, I, I didn't want it to be picked up down here. I also wanted it in St. Louis, so if somebody called me, that it would show that, you know, the tower would show that it was in that location. Uh, you, you you said you bought that that prepaid phone at the Walmart up there. Did you bring that one with you? Yes. And you had it on. Yes. Uh, some of the time. You turned it off at some of the time, but some of the time also. Yeah. Did you give Mr. Rogers any instructions about his phone? Uh, well, before we left, um, uh, well, not like when I picked him up, but prior to before we came down, uh, I had told him not to bring his phone. Did you follow that instruction? No. Brought it with him. Yes. Um, at any point, did Mr. Rogers? Uh, operate that Garmin unit? Uh, yeah, I mean, whoever wasn't driving was kind of running, you know, picking it. The Garmin's pretty simple to use. Uh, and when he was operating the, the Garmin unit, did he also have his phone? Yes. Did you ever see him connect the phone to the Garmin unit in any way? I remember when that happened. I don't remember the exact how it came about, but I remember uh, it, it I didn't know how to do it, uh, to tell him how to do it, but it, it's on the screen. It explains it. So uh, we, we figured it out. So Mr. Rogers connected his phone to the Garmin unit? Yeah. The, the reason for that was that uh, if, if, if it's hooked to a cell phone, um, it has some additional abilities for, like, not, not traffic because it had that built into it, but I think, like, accidents and... Um, I think one of the apps even shows you where the police are at or something. It was, no, it was really just playing with it. No. Did you ever get paid your $100,000? No. Did you ever uh, tell G uh, Mr. Rogers, well, was there ever an agreement between you and Mr. Rogers about if he was going to get paid and how much? Yeah, we, uh, it was kind of a loose agreement, but uh, basically, we, we it was about ten thousand is what he agreed would be okay. Um, the the reason I I, my, I actually planned to split with him whatever cash it was. Mark's creative. I didn't know 
because we didn't have an exact agreement on how that was going to be paid. But um, I could see Mark doing something like, you know, well, he'll buy me a house or something and then just and give me 20000 in cash. So I didn't want to commit more to Jimmy than what I knew that I could personally cover. Um, so when your friend, Mr. Severs, promised to pay you, to pay $100,000 uh, for the death of his wife, did you believe he would pay you? Yes. Yeah, I don't have any doubts. And then when you made a loose agreement to share some of that money with Mr. Rogers, did you intend to keep your word to him? Yes, absolutely. Uh, when we were when we were talking about you know the money and getting paid, Jimmy had made a comment about if Mark didn't pay us that he would kill him. So, I mean, I uh, Mr. Rogers sustained. instruct the jury to ignore the answer that was given and to disregard it. Yes, I do. Point to that person. Identify him by an article of clothing he's wearing. Um, the dark suit, striped tie, next to the other guy with <laughs> uh, the younger man with the glasses. The younger man with the glasses wearing striped tie. Yes. I see two younger men with glasses wearing striped ties. I'll tell you what. Miss Fitzgeorge is sitting is sitting here right next to me. How many people over is he? Two. All right. May the record reflect that the witness has identified Jimmy Ray Jimmy Ray Rogers. We'll let the record so reflect. Head of the witness. The state has alleged a conspiracy. The conspiracy itself and each member's participation in it must be established by, the ind by independent evidence. To prove the crime of criminal conspiracy, the state must prove the following two elements beyond a reasonable doubt. One, the intent of Jimmy Rogers was that the offense of first-degree murder would be committed. And two... In order to carry out the intent, Jimmy Rogers agreed, conspired, combined, or confederated with Curtis Wainwright and Mark Seavers to cause first-degree murder to be committed either by them or one of them or by some other person. It is not necessary that the agreement, conspiracy, combination, or confederation to commit first-degree murder be expressed in any particular words or that the words pass between the conspirators. It is not necessary that the defendant do any act in furtherance of the offense conspired. Have both sides approach for a moment. 